Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and the Natural Choice Network directories have many great ways for a conscious community to connect, stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me every Tuesday or with Dariel every other Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, continuing the conversation, Dariel, Robin, and I started at the beginning of this year about creating more space for miracles to happen in our lives as well as for the collective, uh, which we could really use about now. Um, I've invited my friend Todd Swenson to join me to talk about The Course of Miracles, a 1976 book about the spiritual principles of love and wisdom written by Helen Schuchman. Um, is that my pronouncing that right, Todd? Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Um, and it's a very large body of work, which is often quoted by many modern sages, including Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, Marianne Williamson, to name a few. Um, but since they were too busy to join me today, I'm delighted to have you here with me, Todd. Um, and you've been studying and applying the Course of Miracles for uh, almost 20 years now? Yeah, it's been 20 years. Wow, wow. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you, Martha. Yeah, um, for those not familiar with the Course of Miracles, um, it's a bit of a handbook, wouldn't you say? And um, about channel teachings on releasing fear and practicing forgiveness, um, how that creates yeah. miracles of peace and love and, and healing. Is, is that a good way to describe it? That's pretty much it. It's a guru in a book. So the, the, the document itself, it's, it's alive. It's, it's, uh, that's a matter of speaking. But to me, it is something that is always with me and ready to respond to whatever place that I happen to find myself in. So it's almost like an, um, a piece of work once you start practicing, it becomes omnipresent in your life? Yes, uh, I would say that, the, that love becomes, love is the thing that becomes more present. Um, yeah. Practice is required. The course is basically a teaching about uh, removing the obstacles to the awareness of love's presence. Oh. That's the practice. Because yeah, so tell is. us how you first learned about The Course of Miracles and kind of your personal experience with how it's transformed and probably continues to transform and influence your life. Well, I was studying uh, Aikido and Chinese medicine in Vermont, and I was in love with a woman who was sort of into it and mm -hmm. had a few friends who were also into it, and then we parted ways. And I was kind of missing her, so I, I was like, what? Oh, here's that book that she was doing. <laughs> what is that about? What was that about? So I started reading it and I look at it and I, and I was like, this, this can't be right now. This isn't right. But I just, I was sort of glued to it. I could not, you know, put it down. So I purchased mm -hmm. it and that began my study of A Course in Miracles. Yeah. And um, I think part of the, um, what I think is cool about The Course of Miracles is it's really um, encourages healing. And I really believe the healing is what will truly unite us. And that the forgiveness is the healing of the perception of separation. And isn't that a quote out of the course? Forgiveness is the healing of the perception of separation. That is basically the principle um, yeah. that, that is healing. Healing in time is kind of like the Holy Spirit's function uh, for us, uh, the, the modality doesn't really matter, but forgiveness is kind of where 
the rubber meets the road metaphysically. Mm-hmm. I mean, without, without forgiveness, um, you know, theory is, is pretty much useless. Yeah. Can you expand on, on the importance of forgiveness and really how that is such a, the root of the core sure. of, of all the teachings? Yeah. The, the first thing that I've sort of come to learn is that the basis for forgiveness is not that people are doing bad things. It's rather that they're making a cry for help, like whatever or whoever you see in the world that appears to be attacking in the course's mindset, for, through the Holy Spirit's view, that is a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not be powerful enough to respond to something that appears to be a, an absurdly, you know, overtly, quote-unquote, violent attack, yeah. but um, we can practice, and we can pra- practice miracles through training, um, and the Holy Spirit will speak to us directly as to what we should or should not do in any situation. Okay. Can you give a small example? Feelings. I know it's hard, it's hard because there's so many things. <laughs> this, I'll go with a fundamental example. And that is to just, okay. uh, I mean, many of us have meditated and we can be in touch with our feelings. Um, we can get ourselves into states of relaxation and just listen. And so, in a way, I feel like the training, like like any healing training, is designed to um, connect the student with the student's internal teacher. Okay. In the course, um, Jesus is the teacher. He says that he is representing our internal teacher until the time that we can get in touch with our internal teacher which is actually this vast oneness. It's not a body. It's not a a separate teacher. It is this sense of oneness that goes beyond the self-concept. And it is indeed the self-concept that gets in the way of our ability to heal, our ability to do miracles. This self-concept is pretty much what people call the ego. Mm-hmm. And the Course in Miracles has mapped out the ego. Um, it's actually mapped it both in the workbook and the text. In the workbook, it maps it out and responds to it at, on a 365-day um, calendar. The workbook has 365 exercises. It's fascinating to know that, um, that the ego cycles um, are so hyper-mapped by the course that my cycles where I identify as a separate being, the the course can already predict those cycles. I mean, it's almost laughable and it's humbling, but I've (laughs) given my trust to my teacher. um, So. Yeah, because there's, um, I know, uh, you know, for those uh, kind of interested in actually getting Real, really studying it and actually taking the courses. Um, aren't there lots of different, you know, places? I've even just like online. It seems like there's a lot of people that actually help teach the courses instead of just having to do it independently with the book. Have you primarily just what worked with the book on your own, or have you, um, you know, uh, taken some on, of the other courses? For me, uh, group experiences were not um, 
what I was guided to be doing. However, uh-huh. as time went on, I found that I can be useful and helpful at times to those who um, are interested or studying the course. So I've been a coach for uh, some people who are who have the course and they may not have the initiative to study it themselves. Maybe they need a little um, support. Yeah, or just someone to discuss some of these principles because when you were talking about the ego as well, um, I think a lot of it is just understanding and, and seeing um, when it is the ego and being able to identify, is this me or is this my ego? Or is this, like you said, that that higher part of ourselves? And so right. it's and, a and lot of the, the learning. Where, that's what I was saying, where feelings come in. There's, yeah. there's this ability to feel when you feel that sort of pinch of guilt or that sting uh, of of something, you know that it's time to you know, take a look and sort of slow down um, and go to the internal teacher. Yeah. And then there's the um, the other part. Um, I know when we were discussing this, um, you know, just preliminarily that, that that really big question is like, there's got to be a better way. And especially when people look around right now and they just, you know, see that, it, you know, this isn't even us as a nation, what's going on. I mean, it's yeah. and on a personal level, it's like, well, that's not me. That's not us. It's like, what's happened here? Um, and you know, there's got to be a better, a, a better way. Yeah, that's that. Uh, there has to be a better way of looking at this is the highest question that the ego is capable of asking in its existence. And that is how the Course in Miracles came through for Helen and Bill at Columbia University was their relationship was not so great on a professional basis. And they decided that there there needs to be a better way. There has to be a better way to um, interact. And then that's when Helen started um, dictating that that inner voice, and that became the Course in Miracles. Wow! Yeah. So so the questions, just the question, asking questions to yourself, um, can really ignite that that you know a higher teacher within as well. Wouldn't you say? I would say that the the questions attract the answers yeah but there are many answers that are still waiting to break through the self-concept so um somebody may experience not being answered immediately but the reason for that is because of the veil that is the veil of illusion which is associated with the concept the self-concept of the ego Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, and then in that, you know, one of the famous quotes from the Course of Miracles that we hear a lot too is that in quietness is where all things are answered. Yes, yes. Uh, the Course encourages um, daily meditation, um, and it sets a nice framework. Um, you could do meditation like just by sitting quietly and watching your thoughts, and that works. That's a good thing. And then it's like noticing it's a thought, going back to your breath. Um, also, I like the Course in Miracles meditations because it, it sort of energizes that particular um, technique and it takes it to um, a level which makes me feel uh, very good, actually. Yes, and everybody does love to feel good. And what a great reminder and way to, to connect to that part of themselves, you know, where we can find peace, you know, and start to feel good. And a lot of that, as they say, comes from forgiveness, too. Um, when you're not, you know, when you're not liking somebody, or, you know, frustrated with somebody, you're feeling wronged. Uh, that doesn't feel good, right? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> God's will for me is perfect happiness. That is one of the workbook exercises and one of the quotes in the course. And, well, and in time, we experience happiness, but it's rarely consistent. Um, and a perfect happiness is transferable to eternity, which is infinite joy. Yeah, that's lovely. And I just love just the simplicity of, you know, the quote, return to love. And that's such a great reminder all the time. And, when you know, when we were talking about forgiveness a little bit earlier, too, and how it's such a strong key, I know um, for me, a, a personal experience that I had with uh, forgiveness and when I was kind of looking at the course, uh, when I was kind of playing around with it, it's, it's one of those things you'll have and then you'll play around with it for a while and you forget. And she's like, oh. Let me go back to that or at least have the handbook handy, you know, just as I say, get back to that feel-good factor. Um, but I remember how um, uh, there was a lot, well, the, all my early, most of my early childhood, there was so much, um, I didn't realize how much pain I was suffering, suffering because I was feeling so wronged, you know, when you grow up kind of uh, with any kind of abuse. I mean, you've got love, but then it's also you feel, you know, so responsible and there's so many things that it's, it's really you forgive them but it feels bad forgiving them feels bad because it keeps the bad stuff keeps happening <laughs> and then I realized uh, you know through the course that forgiving doesn't have to necessarily um, be taking any, anyone somebody off the hook either I mean you can just forgive somebody in your heart um, and still you know without telling them I forgive you you can keep doing these horrible things to me kind of thing um, that there is a separation of just the feeling and of forgiveness and actually, you know, trying to tell somebody you forgive them for something that they're, they don't stop doing and you're, you know, resenting them at the same time. Forgiveness is an action that really only the Holy Spirit in your heart can take you through. Um, there's, in the world, there's a kind of forgiveness that doesn't really open um, up the seal that binds us to a, the self-concept of the ego. Yeah. So, and I've always been a, personally, I've been somebody who was constantly disting, distancing myself from people if they were starting to rub me the wrong way because I didn't want to get into any drama mm -hmm. or to, you know, ruin the relationship. So, it's tough. it's tough living this life. <laughs> you know, we aren't taught in school, um, you know, what to do about this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but many of us carry grievances, even subconsciously. In the course, it says, my grievances hide the light of the world in me. So to say I am the light of the world is to identify with Christ, to identify with the oneness, with the one mind. And the practice is to remove the obstacles to the awareness of love's presence so that the solution that comes from the Holy Spirit in terms of how might I forgive, how shall I forgive this, show me how to forgive this. Yeah. And like you said, that doesn't mean you have to stay there. You don't, it doesn't mean there's no behavioral uh, modification that the course suggests. It's mostly in the mind that this happens. So you follow your instinct, you, know? <laughs> you do your thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, because if you, you know, if you forgive, if someone's not willing to, for, you know, accept your forgiveness because they don't think they've done anything wrong, <laughs> you can wind up in quite the quagmire. And that, you know, that half, often happens. Um, so I think once I realized that, the, you know, like you said, forgiveness is, is something that you feel, it's something, you know, as they say, that is very divine in, in nature when you really can get to that true sense of forgiveness that's um you know that doesn't have any uh, any attachment yeah there's a there's a very uh tricky projection process in the whole um accusatory field in the sense that we're not mad at the other person for what we appear to see in this world of them doing to us rather we're mad at ourselves for having chosen to separate from God and having chosen to do the very thing that we appear to be the victim of at the time. Yeah, and that you know that use of the word kind of victim um, in forgiveness, that whole kind of perpetrator victim separation, you know, kind of diminishes too, and I think that's kind of something that we could all definitely open our hearts towards more. And another one of the quotes is to take offense is to give offense. You know, um, love holds no grievances. Um, these are just uh, peace is stronger than war because it heals. Uh, these are all just kind of wonderful reminders, you know, to kind of transcend some of the, you know, the conflicts that, that go on all the time with, um, you know, when there, when there's, when, when people are being yeah, coming from a point of perpetrator victim. The course says pretty clearly that um, the only responsibility of the light worker is to accept forgiveness for himself or for herself. It is mm-hmm. uh, acceptance of forgiveness for the self. And then all things tend to follow that uh, Everything else is kind of comes from that. Um, and again, I mentioned this before, we try to make a version of forgiveness where, you know, it's one sort of person forgiving, one exalted person forgiving a lesser person who was bad and that I forgive you, but what you did was real and it was really hurtful. Um, and so the Course suggests that we shift to to the perspective of the Holy Spirit by asking, by inviting that, by allowing that presence of love to come in and lift us to see what actually happens in that interaction. And well, that's it's a very loving, in, right? it's very that's loving interaction in, in the sense of the life review in the NDEs that we hear about the near-death experiences, there's this life review, and it's there's this general fear that of God's judgment, you know, in, in Christian circles, I know. Um, but it's, and even if it's, you're not in that kind of place, there's still, I found that there was an unconscious or subconscious fear in me mm-hmm. of that very thing. Um, I recently did a recapitulation um, of myself as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, Oh, wow. And um, there was a clear 
sense of self-judgment um, that this nine-year-old had on himself. And I don't know what else to say other than those stuck perceptions, those stuck beliefs about how to handle things was that he kept it to himself. Like, in other words, I kept that to myself. I didn't give it to the Holy Spirit. But how would I know how to do that, you know, until yeah. unless and until I was taught to do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and therein lies the healing. And then, like I said, it's the, it's the healing, which comes from forgiveness, which comes from love, which then allows more space for miracles, right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how how it works or so i or so i've heard why do we make it so complicated <laughs> well we ran out of time pretty quick here so um so we'll be right back with some closing thoughts from todd this went way too fast we'll be right back Eye care is more than just getting fashionable eyeglasses. Dr. Furukawa at Optics One is a holistic optometric physician. She specializes in preventative glaucoma and macular degeneration. She offers eye exams, diagnosis and treatment of ocular disease and injury, complete contact lens services, and co-management for laser and cataract surgeries. And yes, you can get the frame to complement your lifestyle as well. Reclaim your vision. Call Optics One at 425-227-8888 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Optics One. It's always good to learn from those who have been there before. Claudia O'Malley was a victim of fibromyalgia. Through her study of essential oils and aromatherapy, Claudia found her way to alternative healing for chronic pain relief, and feel-good products were born. Today, O'Malley & Potter is your one-stop shop for pain relief, healthy body care, and energy healing tools. Get your feel-good products today at O'Malley & Potter. Call 425-485-6260 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search O'Malley. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Dr. Karen Hurley with Bastyr Centers for Natural Health in Seattle. And you are listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk 1150. So, Todd, what final thoughts? Um, uh, how would you kind of like to wrap things up for our listeners today? And, um, you know, kind of your best suggestion on how people, um, you know, people are interested in the Course of Miracles, uh, you know, where they, you know, where they turn to, to get started. Well, it's my belief that if the course is something for you and it's not for everyone, every, everyone has a specific teacher that I feel is their destiny to come in contact with. Um, and I'm mostly referring to non-physical teachers who are, you know, at, at the top level of teaching. So if the course if you feel the course is for you, it will find you. Um, you'll see the signs. Um, and it's not for me to promote um, a way of being for someone else. I mm-hmm. feel that each person can find the truth in their inner realms through silence, through loving themselves, through accepting who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, as I say, and I'm, you know, I, I know that my experience of the course, 
uh, it makes me want to go back and start digging into it again, too, especially say I say it with times like these. And whether it's the course or whether it's anything else, I think a lot of people are, are looking for kind of a higher meaning. And, and like you say, there's got to be an, a, a better way. And <laughs> just asking that uh, daily to ourselves, is like, who knows? You know, like they say, um, in the quietness is where all things are answered. If you just stay quiet after you ask it. There's one more thing. There are many wonderful healers that I know who have a copy of the course somewhere. And Mm -hmm. you can always pull it out and open it up and read a sentence or two or or a paragraph. There's There's no rules as to what to do. Each person's path is their own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, and sometimes I know when I would just flip through it, and just on a page, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's exactly what I needed to know. So you don't have to go through 20 years of, of practice or whatnot. It can also just be, you know, a nice little a nice little reference thing just to, like you said earlier, to make you feel good. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Todd. It was a pleasure talking to you about this. Thanks so much, Martha. And thanks to all of our listeners for choosing to join us as well. As you know, our choices create our experiences, and together our experiences create our community. And so let's get together and create some miracles. (laughs) Thank you for making the natural choice and having a great day.